everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast. My name is Louie. My name's Preston. We are reporting once again, live from the Trap House. What's up, gang? What time is it? It's a Thursday. Basically a Thursday. Essentially live. This is a late night buzzer beater episode. Really a buzzer beater Getting it in at the deadline. At midnight, so the algorithm will this one be unedited, Louie? I'm not doing shit for this episode, Preston. I knew it. Well, how you been? You got anything to get off your chest? Personal uh, stories? I still want to say fuck Thanksgiving. Post Thanksgiving, me still wants to let you know. Yeah, Thanksgiving sucks. Thanksgiving somehow, as much as I was dreading it, even worse than I expected. (laughs) Don't know how that was possible. Um, in other news, fuck everybody who's putting their Spotify wrapped out there for the world to see. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Your music taste sucks. I already knew that, but I now have the Spotify rap to prove it. I should screenshot some of these raps to <laughs> Louis, people and just, Louis, and just send Louis. them that when they say something Louis. stupid. I know somebody, you know how there was the Andrew Garfield musical Tick Tick Boom? No. That came out a while ago. It's good musical. I'm not hating on that. But somebody who, they're number one, damn, number one's uh, top 5% of Andrew Garfield listeners. Stop it. I'll stop. Somebody I know, top 5% of Andrew Garfield listeners this month. I feel like that would be hard to do, Preston. If there's 30 fucking Andrew Garfield listeners, then... It wouldn't be hard to be the top 5%. Let's you know see. what I'm saying? What else we got? I hate all of your generic rap fucking... See, I was going to say, I know so many people who rank. are going to have Taylor Swift in their top 5. Grow up. You shouldn't have Taylor Swift in your top 5. I know that's pissing off a lot of people. I don't care. Good. We're here for the hot takes, Louie. Nothing more. There's got to be something better than Taylor Swift in this world, bro. You can't just listen to Taylor Swift all I don't know. I know motherfuckers out here still listening to Steely Dan, and it's the 21st century. It's... I like seeing the ones where it's like, yep, that's exactly what I expected. Those are hilarious, actually. Like, 100% hilarious. Like, Connors is like a bunch of, like... Leonard Skinner and fucking classic rock shit. I just think that's funny when it's just like, yep, could have told you <laughs> Makes that. sense. But for real, guys, Drake is your number one listened to artist <laughs> in 2022. I love Drake. You all should not be listening to Drake this much. I get it. He has a ton of good music. And that's kind of what you fall victim to when you just shuffle your whole music library. Drake has fucking 15 albums and There's all of his songs of are too good to there. skip so motherfuckers just listen to drake all day let's see what i got i'm probably basic just like a bunch of other motherfuckers out here here is the message for you people if you all haven't already gotten this out of this show challenge yourself today when it comes to your music listen, listen to, to something, something that you don't usually listen to i do that every day and It kind of sucks because 99% of the time it's like, I know why I don't like this. But sometimes it's like, Eureka. You know, sometimes it's like, oh my god, I just found 
this new artist that I'm suddenly fucking obsessed with, and that's all who I can listen to. That is habitually how I listen to music. I can't listen to the same artist all the fucking time, like some people. Even Kendrick, he's got the album I've played the most say. this year. But as far as his other shit, like, I'm not just... I don't just have to pimp a butterfly on repeat just because it's the goaded fucking I was about to say, Kendrick's my number one top artist for this year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, let's read Preston's. Okay, Kendrick, I like it. Uh, Childish Gambino, I like it. Minahan Street Band, I don't even know what that is. That's one of those funky bands that I listen to. I've probably made you listen to them before. Oh, cool. So that's... uh, They're a solid one. They're one of the first bands that I got a vinyl record for. So that's proof that uh, you don't just say it just to say it. You actually be listening to this mm-hmm. shit. That's one of uh, my favorite bands. Broken Bells, is that kind of the same thing? Very different. It's like some some shit that I listened to, mil- to in middle school, actually. But they've uh, released more shit since then. It's really vibey. Uh, kind of similar to like Tame Impala and shit like that sometimes. This is a lot better list than a lot of people. And then Tyler the Creator is a good. Way to I love that Tyler. Too. I I think he's in a lot of people's because he just has so much great music. Oh yeah, it's kind of the same thing. With, I can listen to with s- Tyler the Creator all day, especially with all the shit that he's like. He's got different vibes. Well, and he's on so many other people's shit. Like yeah, that's true. But like, you can listen to. A Tyler song when you want to get lit. You can listen to a Tyler song mm-hmm. when you're feeling angry. Yep. You can listen to a Tyler song when you're feeling sad and lonely and depressed and missing a girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yup, he's got all those songs. He has he, he has the range. But yeah, I I hey, wanna see You'll like you'll like my uh top five songs for this year. That's pretty fire. Yeah, count me out. Uh, I love the internet. So, Place, Palace is good. Action Bronson, Terry is not, like, my favorite song by him, but it's definitely... But it's one you played the most. Yeah, that which makes sense. I'm not surprised. Autobato by Lupe Fiasco is, makes so much sense. So Damn Fly by Your Grandparents. I should play that one on the pod for an intermission in the future. It's a great-ass song. I'd have to hear it for real. That's dope. You should pull yours up, but you don't listen to Spotify like that yeah i hardly use it if i probably do have results because i do use it sometimes but, but it's probably it would not be, accurate it would be very skewed because yeah. it would be you know shit that you only listen to on spotify yeah basically right. i want to see some different shit next year guys do better do better because everyone's got fucking drake on their playlist everyone's got fucking kanye on their playlist like do you all just desire to be the same person as each <laughs> other? Is that what it is? Do you all listen to music just so you can post the rap and be like, look say, how cool I, I am? Say, I listen that's to how them. it works, Louie. That's how the popularity you contest people works. You fucking sicken me. <laughs> you you got to listen to what everybody else is listening to, just like you got to watch what everybody else is watching. You know? There's my fucking iPod. It was under the calculator. Hiding in plain sight. So, I have something called uh, Songs Info. Interesting. So, that's our... We'll which, that as our Spotify rap for you. It's 
it measures like Apple Music and it's cool because it gives you like hours played plays and like everything like that. I think mm-hmm. hours played is probably better because uh like it's one thing to listen to a song that's two minutes a hundred times versus, you know, listening to, you know, some rap songs that are like fucking eight minutes like Mural yeah. by Lupe, where it's just like, yeah, it, I don't play it as much, but it's fucking eight minutes long and I listen to it from front to back when I listen to it. That's yeah, a commitment. Sure. So, yeah. And those songs uh, stand out a lot more like when you're listening to them now compared to everything else. So, the thing about this, this isn't a full year scope yeah. because it like, I think it might be because I have so much music in my library, but it kind of tweaks and resets every once in a while. Interesting. But my most listened to in the past few months, it is one of my favorite albums of the year, uh, it's called Kiss the Ring by Rome Streets. This is some the hardest shit I've ever fucking heard. This shit is so fucking good. I was gonna good. say, do you have a musical intermission song picked already? Or could you just play me that since I haven't heard it before? I could play a Rome Street song. Alright. I actually Sounds had it good. in the had one in the playlist that uh, I That you had shuffle the, for the Yeah, intermission the six song picker. one. But like this dude is signed to Griselda, which is a group that I've kinda talked to you some about, but I haven't actually really showed you anything about it. I might have played a song or two around you, but Maybe. like this group is just so crazy with the fucking talent they have and just the way that they're like they're just in like a crazy place where they're not as big as like Drake, but they're like household names at this point. Hmm. Like they have a lot of fucking attention on them. And Rome Streets could be like a superstar. And look at look at the time I've listened to each of these songs. I have over an Ooh, hour listening like to like song. most yeah. of these songs. This shit is fucking crazy, bro. This shit is fucking crazy. Like, it's just got and that's just that album. Yeah, too. yeah. Really, I didn't I didn't like a lot of his older music. This is the one that really clicked with me, though, because the whole album, he's so aggressive. He's got so many one-liners. Mm. He's got... It's, it's so many yeah. moments, and it's not a lot of flashy shit. Like, a lot of the beats are... Some of the beats are so sparse that they're almost nothing to listen to, really. It's... It's minimalist in a crazy way where Streets has to carry the song with his own vocals. And he's hmm. not he's not like some people where he's got this crazy vocal range where he can sing. Nah, he can't sing. Yeah. He, he does these rap hooks. I was about to say, like, most like of Charles the time. Gambino does that shit where he's, yeah. he's doing, like, and, crazy singing. And I feel like that would be easier to do to carry you know, a song be able to voice, sing. Yeah. And you could bring some variation in the song just naturally by having a singing part and a rapping part. Yeah. And that's kind of like that Drake formula almost where, you know, it's sing not a all bit, rap, rap yeah. a bit. And it it's in a place where, this is going to sound like some major hater shit, 
but it's not intended to be because I love Drake, but it it's designed in a way where your raps don't have to be anything crazy. They can be mediocre and the singing doesn't have to be anything crazy either. Yeah, but it's the it doesn't, combo. It could be like mediocre as well, but it's just the mesh that everything is just good. You can't say that any part of it is, you know, yeah. technically bad. If it all works together. You just listened to Hard on Froze by Rome Streets. So, with Griselda, this label has so many artists that I fucking listen to all the time. And the reason, the real reason why I haven't brought it up them up to the show till this point is because I've struggled in picking what to do first. Yeah. You know, so many different artists, uh, so many different fucking fire songs, crazy collaborations that they've done. Lit. But I'm starting with them. I feel like him because he's just been in a chokehold, got me in a chokehold with yeah. his newer music. That's awesome. So, I liked it. It was aggressive. I get what you're saying. Um, it was... I that's liked the weird... Like... The beat. Yeah. It's... How would it, you describe it? It reminds me... What, what does it sound like to you? I was going to say, you know what like a sitar is? Uh-huh. It sounds sort of it, like that, but if like somebody a, had one poorly tuned... Or like pitched or down. Like, yeah. Almost. Yeah. Like the strings are loosened and they're playing it and it sounds weird, but it's got like this cool distorted vibe too. You know what, Preston? I might disagree with you, but I don't know what the fuck that sound even is, so I can't disagree with you to be honest. I think also the sort of beat itself makes me think of the sitar because it's got this weird like like sort of sound, which is really specific. Like that's not common. You know you know what I think it kinda sounds like? And this is this is uh, connected to like everyone else's sound too. Like everyone kind of has the same style because they have not the same style, but the production kind of has a yeah. similar yeah sound and make of it. Cause uh, that shit reminds me of Wu Tang, bro. Yeah, that yeah, I get that. That gutter sound. Well, intentional fucking... distortion is like a big Wu Tang thing. Yeah. You know? And, like, their samples are all, like, raw and mm-hmm. shit, which is great. Yeah. And I think it's a just, very specific kind of yeah. uh, listener to actually want that sort of sound. To uh-huh. appreciate that sort of raw sound. Yeah. Because that's kind of what I... That goes back to a conversation that we had a couple weeks ago. When we were talking about, like the lack of variation in the hip-hop sound because mm-hmm. people like this do exist they're just not as popular for sure. but it's just they're just afterthoughts mm-hmm. and uh, whoa that sounds negative as yeah fuck. that is negative as fuck they are afterthoughts but they're treated like that in, in the sense the majority. that they are not appreciated at how fucking good their shit is 
But like I said, they're continuing to bubble up. Uh, I think they have a couple of, you know, decently big songs. Like uh, one of the artists, uh, Benny the Butcher, has a song with uh, Lil Wayne and Big Sean on it. Oh, wow. And that was a kind of big song. Uh, he also had a song with Freddie Gibbs that was kind of big. I bet that's good, actually. It's really good. It's, I love Freddie Gibbs. It's. I feel like Freddie Gibbs was in that camp for a while. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like... You I know, agree. Similar, like, old school, almost reminiscent feels. But nothing, nothing about the raps is old school. Like, it's so techno- technically like good just the way specifically on this song we've, that Rome's flowing is I was just gonna say we've to sort me. of talked about like gateway artists you know uh-huh. like you listen to Childish Gambino enough you're gonna start listening to other shit in that realm yeah it's same with like Tyler Creator who's really gotten popular but is similar in his weirdness to a lot of other sort of unrecognized artists yeah and so it's like if you listen to enough of that shit You'll eventually find this kind of stuff. It'll you'll make your way, and if you haven't, you'll probably like it, because it's all just like, I think all the all the rap that comes out nowadays with a similar weird vibe is sort of inspired by MF Doom and like Wu Tang and old yeah. guys like that and Eminem and shit like that. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think you're you're more on point than you even know with that analysis because. Uh, Grizel has been making waves with other artists, but he's like, they're like your favorite rapper's favorite rappers. Kind of thing. <laughs> I like that. Like, uh, so the first song on Tyler Creator's Call Me If You Get Lost, it's yeah. called like Sir Baudelaire or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was originally a West Side Gun song. That huh. was originally a West Side Gun like uh, beat from one of his songs that he used. And that's a Conductor Williams beat too, which, who did this beat? Conductor, we have a problem. Conductor, we have a problem. And Tyler said that that whole album was uh, inspired heavily by West Side Gun. And and that he inspired him to, like, do the raps again. Because, you know, he was kind of... Straying away from yeah. rap, especially with Igor, which he doesn't even consider like it's a rap album. It's not necessarily a rap album. I get that too. I've but, heard him say that. But that's high fucking praise that that uh, West Side Gun made Tyler want to rap again. Yeah, like that's just like the bar you set. Not even by being the most popular, but just by making some different shit, some quality shit. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I like the way that you put it, saying your your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Uh-huh. Which is an accurate description of that sort of scenario. That's how people like MF Doom are, you know. Well, and if you're like, going to be... Like, the people that like to create rap the most are going to be the biggest rap nerds out there. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like if you're... Like, if you want to write one of the biggest... Uh, bits of advice that people will give you is just read more. Uh-huh. Like, you should be consuming whatever you're trying to create. You should yeah. be exposed to whatever you want to put your yeah. energy into. Get inspired. Right. You know. And I like 
I think uh, that's a f- factor in music, but I think that uh, it's not necessarily like rappers gotta consume rap. Yeah, you know, just music like, in general. Like Twenty One Savage says that he only listens to like R and B and soul type yeah. shit. Yeah, which is funny because that's not the way his music no, sounds opposite. at all. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense too. That like. You would want to create music that you didn't normally listen to, almost. Yeah. Does that make sense? That might be a contradiction. It sounds a little, but, like, I get what you're saying. Like, you might draw inspiration from shit other than what your sound is, like, what you're going for. That way you're not even, like, tempted to listen to somebody else's shit and make something too similar. So, I want to circle back a little bit to Rome Streets, because I feel like I'm talking a lot about, you know, everyone else but Rome Streets, but he's one of the newer signee artists, and uh, he can just rap, bro. Mm. Like, he's got bars for days. Like, that was only a two-minute song, and he is just beating you over the head with these crazy lines, and all of them feel like how have i never heard that before Mm -hmm. he's finding a new way to say you know he's not saying he's not getting philosophical or anything but he's finding new ways to say some old shit you know what i'm saying yeah you should read me some bars i I, on the first listen it's hard to pick up bars yeah so Say the greatest of all time shit that you do, typical. Slice the goat throat like a voodoo ritual. Oh my god. That is so crazy, bro. I love it. That's just, that's the competitive nature of rap. The just good, I like it. You do a typical voodoo ritual? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's like a four or five syllable rhyme. It really is. And he just says it like it's nothing. And it makes it work in all the flows. Yeah, it everything. flows so well. So. Time is money. If it ain't about a dollar, then I ain't got a minute. I Facts, like that one. bro. I like that. I don't got time. You ain't talking money. I don't got no time for that. Yeah. Time is grind. When people say time is money, I don't even think they know what that means. Cause yeah. I some people think of fucking like Mr. Krabs saying it, Mm-mm. but I mean, some I mean people's time, lives are like that. Though, time you know? is the only valuable thing. That's yeah. what that means. Time is money. Yeah, it's not like with time you can you do could be anything. making money. It's like you only got so much time to spend. You could be, but it's valuable. You know, mm-hmm. opportunity cost is a big thing in business, and really all that means is you're giving up money you could be making somewhere else by doing something else. Yeah. You know, your time is occupied better. You made a choice. You prioritized some shit. Yeah. That's all fucking life is. When you're living it right, you're prioritizing the good shit. And you're prioritizing the whack shit out. So yeah, that's a that's a tangent. No, it's not. Uh, 
I'm going global. They love my shit like a Bon Jovi vocal. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, you broke and I get brolic checks like off-white Nikes. The homie called me bloody like a jailhouse knife fight. I don't even you know. know what that means, but it's just... The way he says things, it's it's different. It's not just like, you know. No, like you were saying, never heard bars like that. He's saying shit different, yeah. A lot of the problem that a lot of these lyrical people have at getting an audience, other lyrical people, not Rome Streets, is that they don't, they do the lyrical shit, but they don't put it in a palatable way. They don't make it, they put so much emphasis on the lyrics Mm -hmm. that you're beating people over the head with it, and a lot of people lose interest because of that. Well, it's also like, they're making multiple different points in this song, versus in a lot of songs where it feels like it's repetitive. They're saying the same thing, just different ways throughout the song. Yeah. And there was a hook on that, but it just didn't even sound like it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's a two-minute song, so... Right. As far as... rapid fire. As far as what you can get out of two minutes, I think that's about the most that you can get out of two minutes. For sure. And that just makes it fucking easy to listen to. If I can just, you know, be like, okay, I got I got something to do in two minutes. I got two minutes. Mm-hmm. I could I could get myself hyped for a second. Mm-mm. So two minute hype songs a good length. But yeah, what I was saying before, I just completely uh fell off of the point I was trying to make. But Rome Streets is different than that because he he just like he puts it in such a aggressive way and the flows are so crazy and you know the the cadence he has I mean he just has like a commanding tone of a microphone yeah for sure and the song itself he just makes like it thoroughly entertaining yeah you can enjoy that and not listen to a fucking word he's saying and just mm-hmm. nod to the hard shit that he's saying but yeah, you motherfuckers need to have more shit like Rome Streets in your rap. Yeah, that's what Preston's trying to say. And that's an aspect of like good music too, is just the ability to be uh-huh. different, go out on that limb. Because that's harder than just following the formula and doing what everybody else is yeah. doing to be popular. Because that's a real artist to me, is somebody who's willing to do something different. That same shit doesn't last. Nah. You and know. it gets lost to time because it just sounds like everything else that's coming out now. Yeah. Loses the same appeal. Right. Shit won't be nostalgic if it just sounds like everything else. But if it sounds different and it's from a different time, you're just going to be vibing to it. Reminiscing. I'm going to drink from the sink and then we're going to talk <laughs> about Andrew Tate. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to make eye contact with you while I was doing that. What? <laughs> Slurping the water. That would be funny. You ever take like a zero tech like that? Or like 
any medicine where you just gotta like splash some water in your mouth from the sink and go. Yeah. Feel like a goddamn animal. So, do you know who Andrew Tate is? I am well aware. Yeah. Are you well aware? Because I don't know why the fuck they're uh, wealthy, but I know that they're wealthy. Uh-huh. Um, I know that they're jackass. That's kind of all I need to know, right? Bro, when I say that I've done so much to avoid having to learn about I feel this you. fucking person, I was unable to at a certain point because... After he got banned, and after the controversy, you know, he was he was canceled, quote unquote. But we've and, already covered that, yeah. And now he's back. You can he's only back be on Twitter so much. Elon's brought him back, and now he's using Twitter, ironically, to promote his own social media platform. Ew. So, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a little deep dive into. Andrew Tate. Okay. Because he claims not to be a misogynist. However. And I think that it's Trumpism. Oh, yeah. To be able to just speak things away, to just have impressionable people listening to your shit and being able to say, I'm not a misogynist, but I don't trust women to drive, which is a, which is a, one of his favorite takes. Yep. That he doesn't, he doesn't trust a woman to drive any of his cars, and I, I listened to a podcast with him on Nelk. Do you know what Nelk is? Mm-mm. It's fucking stupid. It's like a prank channel or whatever, but it's kind of funny. Uh, no, he was not, <laughs> bro. Andrew Tate was a participant in the UK's Big Brother in 2016. That's where he got his money from. That's on brand. He's big brother. So, let me tell y'all something. Because the the podcasters responded to that. Because he said that, and they're all laughing or whatever. And someone's like, what about Danica Patrick, bro? Like, she's a professional NASCAR driver. You wouldn't trust her to... And he kind of dodges the question. But... He has made it very easy for me recently to learn more about him because he started a religion. No, he did not. He started a religion. Do you mean he's, a cult about himself? He's taking this whole cult of personality thing to too New far. New levels. So, where Tate made his wealth was he started like a successful like cam girl i was gonna say that i read that and like casinos and shit like that too so that's kind of how he's made his abundant amount of wealth so so misogynist who's made money off of women like people like anybody who receives wealth and doesn't have a true calling just kind of stumbles upon it Mm -hmm. you try to find easy avenues to make money one of the best ways to do that is being a self-help guru which is kind of what he advertises himself as as like someone to like inspire the youth and teach them discipline 
and how to be a man. You just have to be a man for your wife. How to be an alpha male, and that will solve everything for you. But he's taking this so far because he he's starting a religion now. He's calling it Tateism. Hell no. And he posted a video on his new uh, social media platform. And it's like the 41 tenets of it. Oh my god. It's a book. If that's not already the most uh, Kanye shit ever, I don't know what is. Except for something that fucking Kanye did. That's the closest thing. But... He starts off this video by saying that he is the only person to beat the Matrix. The Matrix, quote unquote, (laughs) is like the system that was trying to cancel him. Apparently, he thinks that he is the only person to ever beat cancel culture. Preston, what an asshole. What's the rhetoric I keep, what's the agenda I keep pushing on this show? Every time we talk about almost any current event, I mean, cancel culture is kind does of not exist. Yeah. Cancel culture has no functionality. It's just a can mentality. do nothing. Is it nothing. Really doesn't do shit. Is completely a boogeyman made up for you, you at home, to be afraid of. So these politicians can fear monger about it and tell, and people, and they'll tell the people. That they're taking away your freedom of speech like you're, they're taking away your right to guns. Mm-hmm. And it fucking scares people. But it's bullshit. And it's just made they can only up do so much. concepts. Again, find me somebody who got canceled. Like, find really me one got person. canceled. No find longer has person. any money. It's just an average Joe. Aziz, because so many people said, fuck them. Aziz Ansari was a creep, and he still has a career. Right. Louis C.K. was a creep, and he still has a career. Yep. People like to tell me, oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's in jail, bro. The law is not cancel culture, bro. Yeah. No one, that's not the argument anyone is fucking making. But anyways, that's, that's a completely side thing. So he's the only person to break free of the Matrix. And, Which is made up. And he is calling himself a genius because he is using this time to promote his own platform. And he thinks that he's going to become a billionaire. Off, off of this platform? Off of this platform. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. I, I could fact check it, but who really fucking cares? Uh, but he's like, he's telling this story. He likes to do everything in anecdotes. He doesn't like to just he's you know, one of those people state his for shit sure. outright. But he says well, that and that's that's one of those signs of somebody who's just trying to sound smart but really yeah. doesn't know shit. Report. He said that uh, a reporter called him, and he was like, "You're I think you're a misogynist," and and he said, "You don't know what I believe in," and and. The reporter was like, what do you believe in? Tell, uh, tell me yeah. what you believe in. Which is a valid response. And he said that he drafted these 41 rules to live your life uh, in response to that. So, he says that these, these 41 tenets, if you live by them, karmic forces will ensure... You live your life 
at absolute fulfillment. <laughs> so, what's what do you think the first rule is? What do you think his number one value in life is? Oh, God. I couldn't even begin to guess. He says, uh, this is... This is first, so I assume this I is probably the most important I probably my brain trying to think of something like that, <laughs> asshole. He said, I believe that men have the divine imperative to become as capable, powerful, and competent as possible in this life. It's like, all about power. It's like, okay. Uh, if that's what you get, you, you feel, dude. He says, I reserve the right to hold my own beliefs and practice them as I see fit. And I allow other people to have the same right to believe and act as they wish. Yeah, because you're not the fucking king, so obviously you can't stop people from doing that. That's all you're saying. Am am I overthinking this? Is, Is this not the most stupidest fucking thing you've ever heard? It is. What... How are these rules? He's saying, like, common sense shit. Like, he's really just saying he can't control other fucking people. Yeah. No shit. I prefer loving and rewarding consensual relationships with beautiful, positive, and virtuous women. I'm just trying to say that he's not a rapist. He is saying nothing. We are three, four tenants in, and he has said fucking nothing. He says I like to he he likes to be with women that are attracted to him. Mhm. How is that a fucking Way How is that a belief? Yeah. How, how is that even a core value? I just on some nonsense. Here's the big one. I believe men and women are different and each have their own unique strengths and abilities. Now, you're going to find that a lot of these tenets are about men. Mm-hmm. His beliefs are completely masculine-centric. Because he's all talking about what men need to be. He, he says that... Uh, Men have to have the sacred duty to raise strong, capable, and honorable sons. He says, uh... My God. He says, uh... I believe that men have the sacred duty to approach everything in life with a position of strength. What am I reading? What is this? Like I said, it's it's just... What is this? I'll tell you what it is. It's people that aren't that intelligent and the loudest person in the room can convince them. You know. When you have no... When you don't know what being smart sounds like... Yo. Like he's fucking positioning himself to be like he's playing this giant chess game with life. And... He's winning. I'll give him that. People are fucking giving him attention still for some reason. But I think these people are fucking kids, bro. It is. It's it's literally been shown that it's like his main audience is like middle schoolers, middle school boys, 
early high school, shit like that. So basically, kids who have never even really talked to a girl. Yeah. And he's trying to tell them how to treat women. Uh huh. And it's incredibly fucked up. He should be as canceled as we, like, actually can. He says, I affirm the importance and need for travel and adventure as men. Mm. He has a commandment that says he likes to play with his boys. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Preston, I promise you, I watched... The entire part of the video where he was giving these core beliefs, because I was like, okay, let's find out what he really thinks. Is he really going to say some crazy shit here or not? Because, Because I was interested to see if he was going to, like, you know. It would be interesting if he would be like, I'm not a misogynist, but I believe all this crazy shit about women. Yeah. But... Like I said, this is all from the perspective of men. This completely leaves out anything about women. Which is funny, because his stupid fucking anecdote in the first place started with him saying that he was not misogynistic. Yeah. When he actually has these beliefs that are like... He's not just outright like, I hate women. He says that he doesn't hate women. But... Just everything he says. I'm sure he doesn't hate women. I'm sure he just he thinks, feels like they should not. They are not equal to men. He thinks that women are subservient because he he does this word trick where he says like, yeah, men and women both do different things well. Yeah. And that's such a modest and broad way to put it. That's nope. hard to disagree with. You can't disagree with that. But. When you ask him what he means by that, and he says, oh yeah, men have to be the breadwinners, the big, strong, you know, raising virtuous sons or whatever stupid shit that he said. He thinks that uh, men should be the doctors and the lawyers and the, you know. All the presidents. Well, and, and it's like if you don't believe drivers drive, then it's like a competence thing, you know. And yeah. he's saying, well, men are the only ones who can be lawyers and doctors and have competent, and, import quote unquote important. And when he tries positions. to explain the misogyny away, he trying to say. <laughs> he tries to say women do things well differently than men do. And at, on Nelk, they asked him point blank, what do you mean by that? What, what roles are you talking about? Yeah. And he was like, they could take care of children. Then it's like... Like, dude, you could take care of a child if you wanted to. And he says the example, like, wouldn't it be weird if it, there was an all-male daycare? And it's just like... He just deflects so hard, and he uses these big words and word tricks to try to fucking outsmart his audience, which works which 90% is, of the like time. like we said, 13-year-old boys, something like that. Because I don't hate everything that he says. The, the self-help shit is fine. Like, 
he, he tries to motivate people. Like, he's, yeah. he's big about, like, you know. Inspiration. Yeah. Trying to be, you know. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, damn, look at him. See, I made it. You can make it, too. You That's be, a lot of self You can be though, just like you know? me, which is totally not a cult leader. Personality trait. Personality. Red flag. I would say he is on track to be a cult leader. But hopefully... It sounds like he already is, Preston. That was the news that I brought to the team. Hopefully. I don't know. This sounds less like an actual led organized religion and more of a the die has been cast. The ideas have been placed into the universe and now there are these 41 tenants for all of his 13-year-old fans to follow. I seek to do good in the world. Now, the comparison I'm going to make here is crazy, but this is exactly like those, like, uh, like the post a lot of women make other Instagram stories about, like, just like the vague motivational shit. Yeah, where yeah, it's like a where it's, it's like a them on the beach, and it's like sunset or sunrise. And I've seen <laughs> and the I've, caption, and I've seen the one where. It's like, it's not selfish. It's it's shit like, uh, fuck. It's not selfish. To what? They say they want to normalize everything. Normalize taking time for yourself, not being selfish. Like, Mm-mm. they're saying the stupidest shit posed as fucking... Like profound, yeah. profound facts of life. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. It really is kind of similar to that, where it is like a and people let's that, normalize you time and people that don't have father figures in their life. They go to the internet for that because they don't fucking have that. Mm-hmm. You know. So Andrew Tate, someone who promises that you can end up like them if you just work hard enough if you just you know it's just another one of those alpha male like scam things that's basically it they just make money off of having a following yep it's not like they're actually doing anything fucking a it's bullshit it's all bullshit you make money for being an asshole it's crazy that, like, people just have no critical thought. Mm-mm. Like, people like Donald Trump could be like, I'm not a racist, I'm not a sexist. And people are like, see, he said he's not. He said he's not. He said There's he's blatant not. evidence, just, but he said it. That's that's testimony, man. Yep. That's, that's my word against yours type of shit. But... I just feel like I'm in crazy town because it's like, how do you people... I hear you. There's this one guy I followed for like two seconds and he was saying this shit like, you literally can't tell me that Andrew Tate's a misogynist. <laughs> if you don't think that there's a realm of possibility that he's fucking misogynistic, I don't know what no, to say. No, within the first five seconds of me reading about him, it's, it pops up that like one of his first big things was that he got like banned from Twitter or something because there was a video of him hitting a woman with a belt. And his statement afterwards was, 
that was a video of cons- of cons- some consensual sexual relationship. Yeah. Like between two adults. Which is just bullshit. I think I don't think you shouldn't be able to just speak stuff away. I think that was true though, because I think that uh, the woman said that it wasn't anything like that. Oh yeah. So, you know, some shit. I think that was just something to like scapegoat them for real, but that was kind of the position social media was put in because that's how social media works. For sure. They were like, we can't ban him for doing the shit that he's always always done and we've always led him to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The the social media platforms have fucking enabled this. So they were looking for they a way to be shit like, like that all the time though. So it's really just one more person doing that. They were looking for the cheapest it. way to clean their hands of them. Yeah. Which if you're pissing off the social media companies, that's on you, bro. Yeah. It is true. so hard to do that because they just care about one thing. Money. This bread. Yeah. YouTube doesn't give a fuck about being whatever. There's Taliban shit on there fucking is YouTube. Taliban shit and on YouTube. YouTube probably fucking makes money off of it. <laughs> that shit is monetized. Imagine joining the Taliban, watching instructional Taliban videos. And there's ads on the YouTube Taliban videos. <laughs> like American ads. Oh yeah, God. 100% American ads. It's like the, uh, it's like the lawnmower 4.0 <laughs> video pops up. It's like the Google one where it's like, do, do, do. <laughs> or like the, uh, or like the, uh, the Mint Mobile ad. I hate the fucking Mint Mobile ad, Preston. Get, you know what? This this is a pet peeve that I've had recently that I ha- didn't know that I've had. I just triggered. Celebrities that I like that do these annoying fucking commercials make them celebrities that I don't like. I hear you. Just like that. Just like that. It's that easy. That's how on the fence I am. I'm looking for... I'm like the social medias. I'm looking for a reason to jump ship on some of these people. But, like... What were we just talking about? What, like Ryan Reynolds was working his yes. ass off and you appreciated it and then you, I you like, saw a Mint Mobile. I liked like Ryan Reynolds, you. but I scream at or the like screen. like Aviation Gin. I think the really bad one right now is uh, Jeff Goldblum because yeah, I, lo- I, I really like com. Jeff Goldblum. But oh my god, like do you do you people just pick up the uh, you know the only person who has avoided doing that Shaq because Shaq's commercials are always good. They're always funny. They're always shittily made. They but, are, but that's part of it. But Shaq it's personality, just Shaq. it's yep. just Shaq. Yep. It's and they not, try it's to like what the fuck is Shaq doing here? It's just like, oh hey Shaq. And they try to write these cutesy things for like bullshit. You know, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And it's like it's so ugly. It's so ugly. But when Shaq does it, you know, and he's in like the uh the CGI car with the general. Like, oh my god, that shit's bro, so bad. <laughs> that shit is terrible. 
But I actually like that I was going to say, those are fast, too. Those are quick ads. It's just, like, Shaq in the general, and that's it. But, like, the there's Shaq-roni plot commercials for other commercials for no reason. Shaq's right. just... He's just a funny guy, bro. He really is. Like, I don't... I'm not the biggest Shaq fan. No, but, but I love his personality. I, he he seems he, like a good person. Like he's hard to person. dislike, right? Say nothing else about him. He's fucking funny. He is. He's hilarious. What are some other commercials that we hate? Um. What else has been circulating right now? Oh man, there were a few that I could not escape. the The State Farm commercials have been bad. Oh, so bad. So fucking bad. They made me cringe. They've gotten worse. So bad. Flo is definitely a cringe character, too. Oh, the progressive ones? Yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah she's yeah. horrible. All of them. All those insurance ads are the worst. Why do they have, like, a progressive, like, multiverse? Why is there, There like, is! You're wh- right. Why do I know so much about... Why is there fucking lore? I never want fucking progressive incur- insurance. Just because of that. Yeah. yeah. You have ruined... Too much money on advertising. There's no way you're actually good. Flo, you have ruined my life. You've ruined it. Because the most recent ones have been like, uh, what's that one actor from, uh, shit. Uh, uh, Kevin Ham? No. Yes? Maybe. The Ham guy? I'm pretty sure. It's not Kevin Ham, it's, uh, John Ham, isn't it? John Ham, you're right. You're Has totally he been right. in commercials? Yep. He's been in uh, the uh, progressive commercials recently. You know who needs more commercials? Danny DeVito. Because I feel like that would actually be hilarious. I feel like that's. Yeah, like... bro, there's been John Hamm and Flo Love Story commercials. Oh my god, yes. I blocked that out, Preston. That was a traumatic experience, and you did not have to bring that back up. Oh my god. Why? Why? What is the. Advertisingweek.com. Progressive Flow reunites with Old Flame John Ham. Do you think we should just, like, boycott the worst commercials? What if. That would be the only way a capitalist society would work if. We just bought the shit with the best commercial. Yo, you want to know something crazy? Because then we would no longer have bad How much do you think Flo makes a year? Oh my god. Flo from Progressive? Uh, bro, I feel like uh, it's got to be like in the tens of millions. It's just a solid million. Just a million? Every year. That's pretty fucking good. That's easy money. Because I was, I was just thinking, like, damn, I overshot it like a motherfucker. But I was just thinking that, like, if she had, like, a, like an NFL-type contract, <laughs> I wouldn't be that surprised. 
I mean, think about how many fucking commercials do they make, and they play those all the fucking time. Worst commercials, twenty twenty two. There are some bad ones. There are some good ones too. Oh man, uh, the the Old Spice commercials. Those are hilarious. They're cringe, but they're hilarious. The Old Spice? Yeah. Fuck Old Spice. The the Axe Twitter account is uh, very active on hip-hop Twitter. That does not surprise me. And every time they say something cringe, people just reply with, like, Old Spice. What's the actor in the Old Spice commercials? Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Why do I know all of this? Is, uh... Kind of impressive how many of those ads he's done for them. Honestly surprising. He stopped doing them, I guess. Not that long ago. You know what's a stupid tradition... People gas in the Super Bowl commercials. It really is. I remember people I used agree. to like talk That's one about of the that. Dumbest fucking American things. Like, it's not like they're all like fucking. They're not dope. good at all. Sometimes there's a memorable. Good. One. Some of them are funny, maybe, but like still not good. Hell no. Try to find bad commercials. You ever see an ad where it's like you I can't even tell that. what's happening? Yeah. Until the last second. And it's usually like either a car commercial or like a cologne commercial if that's the case. The best part about self-help guys is they'll pay for advertising. And those are much more pleasant on the ears when I get a YouTube ad than flow from progressive. Because they'll be like, I'll teach you. How to make a million dollars right now. And then skip. You ever watch one of those just for fun? Yes. When it's like a 10 minute fucking thing and I'm like. Fuck it, free video. Let's see what they're saying. Even if it's stupid and I get nothing out of it, I'll be like, huh, that was a thing. It's either a pyramid scheme or it's like selling product from a warehouse that you don't own online. I think a lot of the time it's self-help shit. Oh, yeah. Pierce is about to have his advertisements up. Yeah. That would be cool. His his advertisements will hopefully not make me want to kill myself. Didn't he say it was just going to be like samples? Uh-huh. That is it for this episode. Uh, fuck your Spotify wrapped. Fuck Andrew Tate. Fuck Andrew Tate. Fuck advertising. Listen to some new shit. We'll be back next <laughs> fuck week. Fuck flow for progressive. Fuck progressive. Have a great <coughs> fucking night.